Hello, America. It's me, Eleanor. Welcome back to another episode of Unravel Narrator. Yeah! Consistency. Have y'all been seeing that? Yeah, she's not uploading on Sundays like she should. I don't know, y'all. I do know. You know what? I do know. Um, We had friends come over this weekend, and I thought I would have time to record. I did not. I didn't have time to record, and that's on me. I'm a liar. I'm not a truther. Every time it hits like Thursday and I haven't recorded, I always go back to the Instagram and I change like my caption. Like I edit my like little my little post caption from like airs this Sunday to like airs this week because I'm like, yeah, we already know we're not getting it out on Sunday. But I had a good week. I had a fun week. I hope y'all had a fun week. We went out. We went to Rocco's on Friday and y'all, if you want an update, no, like, I feel like I've never done an episode about, like, me going out besides when I, like, went to parties, like, in college. So, like, if you want an episode when I tell you stories from when I go out, like, there's a ton of them. And a lot of them are racially motivated. Like, people are just rude outside, and I never thought that people would be this rude outside, but they are. Um, yeah, so y'all want an episode like that? I would gladly tell y'all, So because I'm gonna save the stories from Rocco's for later, but it was just a fun weekend like, full of love and great people, like, love my friends. Um, what else has happened? Um, I got a new inhaler. So my new inhaler came, so that's really good. I'm really excited about that because we all know she suffers from asthma and she suffered from fucking bronchitis a couple weeks back that literally sent her to urgent care. Um, so yeah, I got a new inhaler. What else has happened? Oh my god, my job is about to end on Monday, um, the 13th. So Eleanor will be unemployed for a little bit. But she's gonna keep the cash money coming. Because one thing about Eleanor, Eleanor's gonna figure out how to move money around. And I will, and I will, like, I literally was telling my uh, friend at work, like, I'm gonna sell, like, everything that I own. Like, I'm gonna basically, my wardrobe is gonna shrink, like, more than half. More than half. I will be selling my clothes, I will drop the Depop, and I swear to God, like, I don't have shitty clothes. Like, literally, y'all, the clothes that I was wearing back in 2017 is shit that I'd be selling nowadays and people be gobbling it up. Like, Eleanor back, like, no, literally Eleanor now, then, and in the future. I'm always with the shits. I've always been and I always will. Um, oh my god. On that note, I bought like a few new things because I'm who I am. And I bought this hat that has wings on it. There will be a picture sometime soon, hopefully, God willing, on the Instagram so y'all can check her out. Follow Eleanor Pilabrica on Instagram. Exactly. Um, anyways, and then I bought this other thing. I bought this uh, Richie Rich all over print jacket. And I feel like people, when they first see it, might think that's ugly. And you know what it might be? But to me, she's gorgeous. And I bought it because like growing up, everyone at my school always had like hoodies with all over print. Like all over print. And I'm not saying it was like a bape. Like no, like it would be like three characters and it would be like all over the hoodie. And it was like everything in the it was just everything and it was like something you would find at like macy's or jc Penney's or sears like the same with like the when the lrg skeleton hoodies were very popular is the one that you can like zip all the way up and it had like the cutouts for the eyes and shit and if you don't know what i'm talking about then that just tells me where you grew up and we probably don't get along and you're probably white um anyways so like those type of hoodies like that is like that era like there was all over print hoodies of like just a character that was kind of like bape-esque but like not bape 
Um, so I got one of uh, Richie Rich. If I said Roddy Rich, like for two seconds, I almost said Roddy Rich. So if I said Roddy Rich in the previous statements when I was saying Richie Rich, ignore that. And if I didn't say Roddy Rich, then it is what it is what it is. Um, but basically, this Richie Rich jacket, I got it off of Depop. And it's like perfect. I forgot the fucking brand. But it was like this famous ass, not famous ass, but like a brand that I would find at like Macy's and shit when I would like shop. At my local mall, the Hilltop Mall in Richmond, California. She doesn't exist anymore. I'm pretty sure they're turning it into a 99 Ranch or housing. I actually think it's housing now. They're turning it into condos. Yeah, but there's a Walmart there, and the Walmart's gonna. Literally, that Walmart is so bad, but like it. I feel like every Walmart is so bad. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been to like a good Walmart. It has to be like a Sam's Club, but like a good Walmart, like no. And what I mean by good is like. It doesn't feel dodgy and weird because it always feels like I'm in like purgatory when I go to Walmart. But something about it intrigues me. Like I kind of I literally drive to like the Burbank Ikea so I can go to the Walmart out there because I just feel I want to feel different. I just want to feel like a real person. I don't know. Anyways, I feel like the recap is just going freaking forever. And I'm and let me get into the episode. Let me get into the episode. So this episode was inspired by Grace, my roommate. And it is called Give Me Therapy because she was just like talking to me. Cause I, she was just talking to me. Of course she was talking to me. Um, I asked her, I was like, what episodes do, would you want to listen to if you listen to my um, show? What she does. And she was like, um, like you could talk about like how you did like group therapy. And I was like, why would I talk about group therapy like why but then she went on to talk about like how the way i talk about it very like normalizes it which i i don't know i feel like anything you talk about with me it can be so like we can talk about it you know like there's hot topics controversial topics hot takes that people feel like they can't speak about or like speak casually about but i feel like we really can and i talk about group therapy and therapy period and like everything surrounding that very freely and very often and very like with ease because i just feel like why should we make it like some scary ass topic like it really isn't that serious but um i was like oh my god i have so many stories about therapy and i would love to share them with you this episode i'm not gonna really talk about like mental health and if i do it's probably gonna be like silly goofy like me like eh, like being funny about it so um this is not gonna be a heavy heartfelt episode it's gonna be funny um, cause I'm gonna tell you a fucking bunch of stories about all my therapy and all the shit that I had to do. Anyways, so Give Me Therapy, inspired by the all-time low song, so if you know it, you know it. Um, but basically, I started therapy around, how old was I? I was probably like around 17. Um, and like, I just wanna preface, I'd never stayed consistent. So don't think like, oh my god, I have to be... In order to be where Eleanor is, like, I don't even think anybody would want to be where I am mentally. But it's actually on the ups, so, like, maybe you would. Um, I don't want you to think that, like, this was very linear with me in therapy and I was very consistent. I was not. I was the opposite of consistent. I would go on and off, like, every now and then. But, um, so, like, when I go through the time periods, I want you to understand, like, if I say, like, 17 to 18, it doesn't mean, like, for two years straight I went to therapy. Like, no, I probably went to therapy for, like, two, three months when I was 17 and, like, 18, too, like, I was just not consistent. I gave up a lot, and I just, like, quit just because it got overwhelming. Very real. Um, So I started 
around 17, I was like fed up. I was like, you know what? My parents are not listening to me. They are not listening to me scream about like how I want to kill myself. They're not taking me seriously. Like what the fuck do I need to do for them to take me seriously? So I was like, you know what? Let me go to a doctor. Cause if they, if I go to a doctor and she tells me something's up, then finally they'll believe me. So I tell my mom like, Hey, I need to go to therapy. And she was like, okay, figure that out on your own. So I did. Um, and I was matched up with this woman named Sheila. And I was so glad that she was Asian because a lot of my shit, like the, like the root of my issues, they're my dad. And what he's, he's an Asian man. So I was like, a lot of his shit is like cultural. And I was like, thank God you're not a white person because I can't, I don't want to have to talk about like what a tiger parent is. Like I don't want to talk about that. And I don't want my therapist, like one thing I see a lot on the internet and just like from other people who have gone to therapy um who haven't had like the best luck with doctors are like people culturally like not understanding like the difference between talking to my parent versus talking to a parent that's probably like fifth gen american or like someone who's been like their family has been in america for a cool minute versus my parents like they don't understand therapy and they're not emotionally intelligent like we're already starting at a deficit so like trying to explain therapy and like trying to explain feelings to a parent that doesn't understand any of that ish it's so hard. So having a therapist being like, just talk to them. Just talk to them. Like, what? Like, bitch, what do you think I've been doing my whole life? I'm trying. Like, I've been talking to them. But, like, with Sheila, like, she understood immediately. Like, I would, we would talk about how hard it is to try to talk, like, emotionally to, like, an Asian parent who is, like, what are emotions? Like, I don't understand why you're crying. I don't understand why you think I should be happy for you when you should be always doing good in school. Why should I congratulate you for winning when you should always win? Like, you know, like, some people don't understand, like, how someone could think that way. But, like, for me, like, I know, like, she understood immediately. Like, I didn't have to explain to her, which made the whole process so easy. Um, but Sheila was a hard ass, not gonna lie. Like, she was very blunt. So, but which I appreciated, which I like try, like that's the type of therapist like I need or like Dr. I need is someone who's very blunt and straightforward because, um, I'm going to tell you about other therapists. Like I had, like I was 17, so I got a teen, like I got a child therapist. Um, so I wasn't with Sheila for like very long, which I'm like so sad because she was like amazing. Like she was a hard ass because she was just very blunt. Like she was straight up telling me being like, oh, he, your dad is never going to change it. And I was like, wow. Okay. Thank you. Okay. That's a lot. Okay. Because, like, imagine, like, your whole life thinking that your dad can evolve, but he never does. And, like, this woman just to tell you, like, no, like, yeah, he's never going to change. That shit kind of hurts. And being 17 and, like, holding on to the hope and that shit to be, like, ripped away from you, I was like, damn, okay, Sheila. Okay. But, like, see, like, she was just blunt. But, like, I appreciate it because I needed it. But um, one thing about Sheila, she... She never told me I should take meds. Like, I always appreciated her because she always told me, like, never listen to any doctor that pushes meds on you immediately. Like, you should be seeing your doctor for probably, like, two months. Like, just, like, or, like, at least month minimum before they start trying to medicate or, like, sending you off to get medicated. And one thing about her, she was like, we'll see if that's, like, an option for you. It was an option very early. Um, but she always was like, but we can work at this, but, um, I didn't want to take meds, like, me and meds, we, if you know my journey with meds, um, don't like that shit, 
Um, we know how, what happened with me and Soloft. She hallucinated. So, like, I, I don't like meds. I don't like the feeling. It makes me feel sick. So, I never try to do them. I don't commit to them. So, when I said, like, oh, I'm probably never going to try to take meds, she was like, okay, like, some other forms of therapy, like, because you need more, Eleanor, because she was clearly, she was like, girl, you need help. Um, Like, I couldn't just see her every other week. Like, she was like, you need help every week. So, she was like, you need to go to group. <laughs> Y'all, I hate group therapy. Like, I literally hate group therapy with a dying passion. And, um... When she would tell me, like, I had to go to the group, I would be like, no, you're fucking playing. Like, no. And I tried, I told her no so many times until, like, Eleanor was not doing good. So I was, like, really bad. And I would emergency, like, have to go into the psych little department. I would have to do a little emergency visit. So um, she was like, yeah, girl, like, you're going to have to start trying group. So I would go to group, like, once a week. And it was, like, for an hour or two, I forgot how, I think it was for, like, two hours. Or maybe it was for an hour, I don't remember. But it was, like, at night. It was, like, at seven on, like, Wednesdays. And it was, like, like a teen girl support group. Like, that's what I would go to. And the only good thing about it was the fact that it was catered by Panera every night. Like, it was so fucking good. I would take shit to go. Um, and I would sit there with, like, about, like, nine-ish girls, ten-ish girls, and mind you, I'm just going to say where it was. It was in Richmond, California. It was at the Richmond Kaiser. So the demographic is very much BIPOC, with the exception of one white girl. Um, and, like, these girls, very fami- I felt very familiar with them because, like, literally, they looked, acted, and had the same issues as me. Like, and one of, like, the f- big feelings that, like, I remember just going there was, like, I just, like, hate being around people talking about, like, feelings and stuff. Like, it may- it's, like, really hard for me, especially with, like, strangers. With friends, like, I ease up to it. Like, I get better with hearing um, people's, like, real big issues just because, like, I don't know, like, my body, like, I, I just can't. Um, but I'll get into why because I figured it out like last week with my therapist like a why can't handle group therapy but um it's like the shared feeling that like when I got there I was like I could just feel like we're all just angry that the fact that we had to be there like I just could feel it was a collective anger with the exception of the white girl like I'm gonna keep saying with the exception of her because she was really the outlier like she like <laughs> I don't know why her mom put us in with our I don't know I'm gonna get more into that but um yeah so like it was just like a shared feeling like we all didn't want to be there and we all felt it and it was just like a weird vibe and the lady that like monitored us and like was the moderator of the session was like the same lady every time and I remember once I had an emergency like call sit down whatever at one time when I had to go to the psych department and it was with her and I hated how she like, was a therapist like I hated how she acted so like seeing her there I was like well I'm gonna fucking hate this shit because I don't even like you when I had a one-on-one with you but um usually during group like I never really wanted to share anything and if I did it was really short and quiet and I never really said anything of substance just because like I really just didn't want to be there I'd rather listen to than speak but um a lot of those girls went consistently consistently um before I got there so they became like really familiar with one another and some of them even went to school with each other and um the stuff that they would say it would it would it would be a lot about like parent issues and like um how that translates to school and a lot of them had like anger issues or like trying to fight in school 
And I remember just, like, sitting there, because, like, my school, like, didn't have, like, when I moved to Albany, California, the school, like, no one fought. And, like, when the, when there were fights, like, that was, like, one in the blue moon. And I swear, like, after 2015, graduating in high school, like, I, there was no fights. There was, like, nothing. It was crickets. Like, there was no fights under the bar tracks. There was nothing. And it got boring. So, when these girls would talk about how they would fight people at school, and I would just sit there like, huh? Like, it would be crazy. And then, and when I when I talk about, like, these issues and whatever, I'm not trying to say, like, they are not as important or, like, things way more than others. This is more of, like, let's talk about this because it's very interesting. So, like, a lot of girls, like, they would um, tell stories about how, um, how, like, their boyfriend at the time was out here talking to this girl in class and how later on she fought the girl that he was talking to because she didn't like how that that girl was talking to her man. It's like, what? Like, people can't just talk anymore? But it was just like, I don't know, but it, the whole group would be nodding in agreement with her, like, to her behavior. And I remember just sitting there and being like, what the fuck? Like, why would you just fight somebody? Like, the only time you should fight someone is if they swing first, you know, for legal purposes. So I was like, what but um it was just like really interesting to see like how we would not when i say we like i didn't really talk but like the other girls would talk to her and be like what are some alternatives to her fighting that girl like what are things that she do she could do instead and like seeing a bunch of teen girls trying to problem solve and like fix this situation is very like endearing and i understand why they made us do like go to group in the first place because going there you makes everything feel like less bad because you feel less alone and stuff but i remember like there would be the similar stories of like just parents stuff and like school stuff and like just aggression and like anger and like whatever and then it would go to the outlier of the group and i remember um we learned that she was homeschooled so it made sense i hate that i just said it like all homeschool people need therapy but like it made sense of why she was just like so awkward around us just because like she probably doesn't have a lot of like human interaction with girls that are her age and um she would just talk about how she like felt so alone being homeschooled and how like her mom tells her she should go to therapy and like she should go to these things to like get her to be some more social but she like doesn't want to and but she feels alone and I remember the group like when she was like telling her like little spiel the group was just confused the group was confused because I think they never met a girl like her, but I, like, met a girls like her, like, at my school. Very quiet, very timid. Um, and they would tell her, like, oh, why don't you join those clubs that your mom tells you to go to? Like, oh, here, like, why don't you speak up more about what you like? And she was like, oh, I just, like, don't want to. Like, I just don't want to. And I think it made it hard for us to figure out, like, how to help her. So when it came to her part, we she would just talk a lot. And then when we were trying, like, oh, what if you do this? And she was like, oh, I don't want to. Oh, I don't want to. So it turned to just be crickets in the end. But um, I just remember, like, one time I finally decided to speak up. Just because I feel like the story I had to tell was going to be really good. And um, it was my junior year. It was um, prom. And during this time, me and my dad did not get along, like, at all. And he was pretty shit. And I don't know. I'm, like, 75% sure that I've told this story before. But... I don't know if I have, but I'm going to say it anyway because it goes with this fucking plot line. But anyways, so my story this time was the day of my junior prom. And this, I was like, the day started off early. I went to my girl Maria's house to get my hair done. We watched Gossip Girl. She did my hair. And then I had an appointment at Benefit in San Francisco. 
So that's a probably like a 20 minute drive from my house. And it was me, my sister, my cousin, my mom, and my dad. We're all driving to SF and we get there. The parking is shit, whatever. I get out, I hop out. And mind you, this whole time, my mom leading up to it has been like, yeah, you need to get someone to do your makeup because you don't know how to do your makeup. And it's it was true. I never wore makeup in my life. I did not know how to do my makeup. Like she was right. I needed to go somewhere. So I was like, you know what? Let me go to Benefit because it's like simple girly makeup. Okay, whatever. So we go there. My mom is there, whatever. I'm getting my makeup done. And that's at the end. And the woman says, like, hey, for, like, this free makeover, you just have to buy $50 worth of products. Like, that's it. And I'm like, okay. My mom catches winds of this. And she gets all upset. And she she flips. Like, all of a sudden, she forgets that she's the one that told me I should go get my makeup done. And she's just like, oh, my God. You're going to pay for this? Why would you pay to get your makeup done? Why didn't you why didn't some why didn't you get someone to do it for you? And I'm like, "Well, I did." And it so happened to like cost me $50, but in the in like it's not even that bad in the end because like you're getting $50 worth of product. Like you're buying makeup for also getting a full face like done. Like I'm so confused. So she was just giving me attitude. And then my my dad is like outside like loitering trying to find parking spots in like the city. And he's calling my sister being like, yo, like, are y'all done? And I'm like getting pissed because like my sister's like, Ellen, are you done? My mom is just lecturing me about like this fucking makeup that I have to buy. And she's like, why didn't you like whatever? And I'm like fucking mad at this point. And I'm like, I was like, Monsi, we're paying for this shit. And I picked out my products. I paid for that shit. And then we finally found my dad like trying to, he's like, hurry up because I'm talking to the police right now and the police are trying to give me a ticket. And I'm like, motherfucker, then just drive, just drive, drive away from the police. Then they're trying to give you a ticket. Just drive away. Like, sir, if you're double parked, just fucking drive. Like, don't even let the cop, don't even let the cop get close to you. Just drive. So he's like out here complaining that the cops are trying to talk to him, whatever, what have you. He wraps around the block, like what he should have done in the first place. And we get to the car, and he's like, Eleanor, what took you so long? And I'm, like, mad already because my mom just gave me a bunch of shit in the fucking store. And I, like, told him, and he's like, he just brushes off. Then my sister, for some stupid reason, she thought that she could bring her docs to go return to Nordstrom. Like, I was like, girl, today is about prom. Why the fuck are you trying to make us have a detour? But she did. So she brought her docs, and we're like, Having them in the car, okay? She had them in the car. My dad asks me, hey, Eleanor, what do you want to do? And I say, can you bring us, can you drive us back home so I can get ready? Because, like, I need to still get changed. I need to get ready to go take pictures with my friends. Like, can we just drive back? And he's like, okay. And he goes, Monty, what do you want to do? You already know what the fuck Monty wants to do. Can we go to Nordstrom? I want to return these docks. I want to get new ones. Huh? So what does Efren do? We all know what Efren does. Efren's like okay let's go to Nordstrom and I'm like sitting there and I'm so fucking fed up because it's prom y'all it's prom Monty's not even going to fucking prom okay Monty's not going I'm going and how are you gonna ask me what I want to do to just go follow what my sister wants to do okay so I'm telling the story to these girls and the faces I'm getting they're like really they're really captured they're really listening they're hooked they're hooked to the story. They want to know what what's more. So basically, I tell my dad that I'm fucking pissed. And I'm like, yo, why would you ask me what I wanted to do just to ignore that what I wanted to do and go with what your other kid wanted? 
And he's like, he gets mad at me for confronting him, which is very valid. I, I'm like, girl, like, it's my motherfucking day. Like, why are you, why are you doing so much? I have a full face of makeup on right now. My hair is done right now. Like, literally, my hair is, like, curled, hairspray gelled, braided. Like, it was done. And I'm like, fool, take me home. And he got so mad at me. He got so mad at me. And I, you know, I can handle my dad. But one thing about what my, my family doesn't understand outside of me, my mom, my dad, and my sister. Like, my family doesn't understand how crazy he can get. So my cousin chimes in. She should have never chimed in because it just caused more problems. She's like, why don't we just, like, listen to what Eleanor does? Like, let's just calm everything down. Like, Bonsi, I can take you another time. Like, I can help you, whatever, whatever. My dad doesn't like this one bit. He pops off. He gets more mad at my cousin. Starts screaming at her, telling her to get the fuck out the car. Mind you, we're mobile. We're in the streets of San Francisco. We're in downtown. Like, there's cars everywhere. Like, what? He's telling her to get the fuck out the car. And what does she do? She gets out of the car because there's like Bart stops everywhere in the city. So like, if you get out the car, you can just go home straight. So she hops out the car. You know what I do next? I say, fuck this noise. I'm going to hop out of the car too. So I hop out of the car. I'm crying. I'm screaming. We're at a stoplight. My cousin doesn't realize I hopped out of the car. She's in the opposite direction. She's just going to the BART stop. I hop out of the car and I'm screaming at my dad and my dad's screaming at me to get back in the car. And mind you, we're in downtown, okay? We're in downtown. There's a bunch of tourists. There's a bunch of foot traffic. There's people everywhere. And now they're stopping. And they're staring because now I'm screaming at my dad from the sidewalk. And he's like, Eleanor, there's people trying to go get back in the car. Get back in the fucking car. And I'm like, no, fuck you. And I'm screaming, I'm screaming and screaming. You know what I do? I turn around. I start walking. And I don't even know where I'm really going, to be honest. I don't know where I'm going. But I'm just trudging along in the city and I'm crying. And you know when the first thought gets in my mind, I'm like, oh my God. My makeup is going to be fucked by prom because I'm crying so hard. So I call my friend Mika and I'm like, hey. I'm like lost in the city. Like I don't even really know where I am. And she freaks out. Because she's like, what Well, like, what do you mean you don't know where you are? And I'm like, yeah, like I kind of hopped out of the car and like started walking. I don't know where I am. She's like, pull over, like go into a cafe or something. So I pull into a pizza coffee and tea. And I realized, like, where I am. And I'm, she's like, girl, like, come over. Like, my cousin will fix your makeup. It'll be fine. Like, it's fine. And I'm like, okay. And then my sister calls me. She's like, where are you? I was like, I'm on the corner of Blink and Blank in front of the Macy's. And she's like, okay, we're coming. And then they come. I hop in the car. It's crickets until we cross the bridge. And then my dad just goes in. And he starts talking crazy like he usually does. And I'm just like, whatever. I don't give a fuck about what you say. You talking crazy. And we go home. Um, my mom drives me to, uh, my friend's house, drops me off. She, her cousin fixes my makeup. I get ready there. Um, I tell my mom when I'm ready, my mom comes and looks at me in my prom dress or whatever. My dad doesn't come cause he's a bitch. And at the end of the night, or like I, we go take pictures, whatever. At the end of the night, I come home. This man is sitting on his ass in front of the TV and he don't talk to me for a couple of days or a couple of weeks or a month. I don't remember. But I remember telling the girls this. And immediately, they're like, so what, so what did you say to your dad after? What did you say to your dad after? And I'm like, oh, I didn't say anything. Like, I just don't, I never talked about it with him after, like, ever. Until this day. 
because I'm 24 years old. Um, and they're like, what the fuck? You know what the, you know what I would tell him? Like, you know what I would have done? And like, I don't know why this story, instead of us trying to problem solve what we should have done, they just went in. They were like, you should have done this. Why didn't you do this? And it was all like, I should have told my dad off. I should have thrown a fit. I threw a, threw a fought him. Like I, I should have thrown shit. Like, and it was crazy to hear like the moderate moderator be like saying like, oh, like, come on, girls. Like, I don't think that would be useful or like that would be helpful. But like in that moment, like I felt so seen, like because what they wanted me to do, like I wanted to do, like I wanted to do so bad. But because like I wanted my dad to look crazy, because if I were to repeat these stories and see like, oh, I would I did this to him. They would have been like, oh, he's exactly then you are what he said you are. So like I was always good. To make him look extra crazy. So, like, you know, like, I don't know. Group therapy, like, after that, like, did I last? No, I probably went to a total, like, uh, four or five sessions and I stopped. And um, I remember going back to Sheila and telling her why I stopped. And she was like, do you want to go with the boys? And I'm like, why would I want to go with the boys? To hear the same shit? Like, I'm good. Like, i rather not. So I just stopped, like, group therapy as a whole um, for a cool minute. And then she was like, you know what? If you're not going to go to group, you should learn more about depression and, like, you being depressed. So there was a thing called depression session. And I went once because only me and another kid came. Like, there was no one going. So I was like, yeah, we're not going to that. Um, and then after some point, like, after some time with Sheila, like, I just kind of gave up on going to therapy because, like, for me in therapy, like, I had to go after school immediately and probably, like, softball season started and I no longer wanted to go after school because we had practice after school. So I just stopped in high school as a whole. So junior and senior year was kind of on and off with Sheila. But I hit 19, and that's when I was like, oh, I need to be medicated. So then I saw a new person, and her name was Mae Lynn. And she was cool. She was cool, but she was more soft-spoken. I needed her to be more straightforward and blunt. She kind of, like did not say a lot but when she did it was helpful um but she was like the one that like put me in touch with a psychiatrist who got me on my meds the zoloft we all know what happened with her shit made me hallucinate that was wild like when i would hear banging on the walls and knowing that there was no one on the other side of that wall that shit was insane that was what Zoloft did to me. And it was what's crazy is like I was on Zoloft for a couple of months, like maybe a good three months before I was like, wait a minute, I think this is actually hallucinations what I'm hearing. Even though like I had a good inkling, I just thought there were maybe ghosts. But like, no, Eleanor, you're hallucinating, babe. But that's what happened with the Zoloft. But me and um me and uh me and Maylin, like we were cool. And one thing about her, what really fucking helped was she got me to, like, go get other help from other people. Because she was like, you know what, girl? Like, you're depressed, but there's other shit that's making you the way you are. So she's like, she was the one that she sent me to the eating disorder clinic. That shit was, mm. if y'all want a story time about those times, like, actually, let me fucking just tell it now. This is the episode to do it. So I would go to the eating disorder clinic. I did not fucking last at all. So you have to do an intake and they basically make you write down everything you ate in that week. And when I tell you I was writing nothing, I was writing nothing. 
and it was it was like so hurtful like it was like so painful like to have to like write that shit down and mind you my commute to this place was like annoying as fuck i had to take bart and then i had to take a shuttle like it was just annoying and to have to like sit by myself in a cold fucking eerie like office like not fun um so yeah i did intake and i met with this lady she did my- and then the next time I met with her again, and the third time I met with a bunch of doctors. And after that time, that's when I quit. And I told Maylin, I was like, girl, I can't do this shit no more. It's too much for me. I remember um, when I had had like all the doctors like there, there was like a, there's a therapist, um, a nutritionist, a doctor, and then somebody else. I don't remember who it was. Maybe a fitness person. I don't fucking know. And like, that was like too much for me. And I was like, yeah, I gotta go, babes. Um, maybe next time. Uh, that's what's crazy like I I tried to do that shit twice and I quit both times maybe third time to try maybe I should try to go back I don't know but gave up on that but she was like you know what like we would have our regular sessions and then she was like actually Eleanor you have PTSD and she sent me it to do like a PTSD like treat like 12 weeks was it 12 or 16 weeks I don't know but like treatment with a specific like a specialist and yo like this shit was like the fact I had to be on a waiting list to get to be seen by the specialist. I got off the waiting list and then I had to do like three preliminary like classes with like a big outpatient group. It was weird. I don't know. Didn't like it. And then I got to see with see the specialist and I think it was a 12 week program. And she was she told me at the beginning, she was like, oh, if you miss two, you get kicked out of the program and you go back to the waiting list. And I remember like I missed two. And she was like, do you want to do this? And I was like, ah, you're seeing me. Like, I'm starting to quit. Like, because they gave you, like, actual homework. Like, I had to do fucking homework and then bring it to her every session. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, it's like you're trying to make me get better or something. Like, huh? But, yeah, like, I I don't know. But I finished it, and it really fucking helped. So if you think you have PTSD, don't self-diagnose yourself now. Go to the doctor. But if you have an inkling or an idea... Like, going through treatment for that helped so much because, like, I spent my entire life playing, like, a highlight reel of, like, every single bad thing that ever happened to me. And I thought that was, like, normal. Like, how wild is that? Like, I truly believe that from the moment I woke up, for me to play, like, everything that happened to me that was, like, horrible and, like, negatively impacted my life, like, like, as a reel every day from the moment I went, like, I woke up to the moment I went to sleep, I thought that was normal. So, like, after this 12-week, like, thing, yeah, it was really fucking hard. I hated it, and I cried it a lot, and I tried to quit several times. But, like, in the end, like, I stopped thinking about it so much. Like, it helped me so much. So, I would recommend it. I'm out here recommending things. I'm recommending therapy. So, I'm recommending, like, if that, like, if you can get PTSD therapy, like, I really recommend it. But, um, after that, I went back to Maylin and during this time like i like my ptsd like ooh, very good i was feeling good um i saw her from about 19 to 22 years old so it was like on and off on and off and i did the ptsd treatment probably around like 20 21 so I don't see her for quite a minute after I do that and then I see her again because I'm like yo my shit has gotten worse but like not in the worst where I'm replaying like all the bad things ever happened to me but like I'm feeling 
like weird like i don't know who the fuck i am and this is like the early stages of like me before borderline personality disorder before i knew what was happening to me like um so she was like you know what like let's just like have our sessions like we did back in the day and i was like all right so i had hella sessions with her and this is when like COVID is a riot about to happen. I think it was, the schools were about to shut down maybe like three weeks um, later. And she tells me, yeah, she diagnosed me with borderline personality disorder. And I remember hearing this and being like, what the fuck are you telling me? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And we had our sessions and she told me that I should do DBT. And I think, I don't remember what DBT is, like dialectical behavioral therapy i don't know what dial i'm gonna look it up right now because i feel dumb dbt therapy what is that called um oh yeah i was fucking right dialectical behavior therapy shit um it's for people who experience emotions very intensely oh shit it's a common therapy for people with borderline personality disorder yep so yeah that's what she told me i should do um but crazy covid hit And then I just felt no need to go to therapy because when COVID hit, unlike a lot of other people, my mental health went up. And it kind of tells you what kind of person I am. Like, I didn't really, I loved being on the streets. I was always out, but I also didn't give a shit and I couldn't stay in my room all the time because I used to do it as a kid. So I felt like nothing changed. So I was fine. So I was like, I'm not gonna, I don't need to see anybody. I don't need to see anybody, even though I just got diagnosed with BPD and I didn't understand it at all. And then COVID kind of like starts letting up or whatever. I get really, really bad. I get really, really bad again. And my BPD gets really fucking bad to the point where I don't like feel like myself and I try to get back on meds. It doesn't work. And that's like, the rest is history because bad shit happened and I don't, I'm not going to talk about the bad shit because this episode is not supposed to be sad. It's supposed to be about therapy. It's supposed to be about therapy. So I was supposed to get DBT therapy, but then COVID fucking hit and Eleanor was being Eleanor and self-sabotaging herself. So I never got that, but I low-key really want to do it. But a thing that I really fucking hate about like these like specialized programs, I don't know if it's just because of Kaiser or... Just, like, I don't know if it's for everything. They always make me do preliminary, like, classes, like, outpatient shit that I have to do before they will even consider me for the program or let me do it. So, I don't know. I never got to do DBT therapy. And when I was supposed to, I never really, like, did the fucking classes because I fucking self-sabotaged myself, whatever, what have you. Um, so now, like, let's go into, like, now, like, because I go to therapy. Um, I don't do group anymore. But my therapist that I got when I was 23, 24, that I am now, when I was 23, something bad happened, blah, blah, blah. I always refer back to what happened in September, but I never said what happened in September. But something happened in September, um, 2022. So I had to get onto my mental health grind. And since I'm in SoCal, like all my main providers have been in the Bay. So I couldn't, like, I didn't know what the fuck to do. So I got a new therapist for down here, and her name was Savannah. And mind you, Maylin was Asian, Sheila was Asian, Savannah, my first white therapist. And I remember when I first met her, I was like, oh, fuck no. Because, like, I'm like, I don't want to explain shit to you. Like, I truly don't want to. 
Because, like, after having to do so many emergency intake shits, like, having to explain, like, why I feel the way I feel and, like, why it's so difficult to, like, speak to my dad to deal with these issues and, like, why no one else in my family thinks it's that of an issue to, like, white therapists and, like, white doctors, like, has been so fucking annoying. Because, again, like, doing intakes, like, it, like, you have to repeat the same shit over and over again, especially when you have, like, you have to jump from therapist to therapist or doctor to doctor. It gets tiring. And I got my shit down to a T. I know exactly what to say. But having to the follow-up questions, I'm like, yo, like, please just understand me, please. But um, seeing her, I was like, oh, fuck no. But by my surprise, like, she was so receptive and so, like, receiving the feedback. Because, like, after my first session with her, she was like, do you have any feedback for me? Like, how did you feel like the session went? And I was like... I don't feel like we got anywhere. I feel like this was not useful. And I just told her straight up, I was like, I don't like how you carry this session. And people, you might be like, whoa, what the fuck? I'm like, what? You said that? I'm like, yeah. Because I started therapy when I was like 17. All those years I'm on and off, I've talked to so many fucking doctors. I know what I like and what I don't like. And I'm at this point in my life where I'm like, I need help. And I need like good help that will like, let me live a good life and a better life so I don't live every day like shit. Like, I need your help here. And I'm going to fucking tell you or I'm going to switch to a different doctor. So I told her and after that, it was been amazing. This this is my girl. And I would always tell her, I'm like, you're doing pretty good for like a white person. Like, you understand. Like, she was like, she would always thank me because she was like, I try. She tries to learn. She used to tell me like how she always tries to learn more about like different communities to better help patients and i'm like yeah bitch like i don't know why and no doc like why don't all doctors do that like learn about every demographic every living situation every environment because it's like you don't get to pick and choose who your patient is baby like well some of them do but like come on the public health care system you don't get to fucking choose so um she has to been, like, my favorite therapist so far. It was crazy. Sheila would, like, I would talk about Sheila always and be like, no one beats Sheila. But Savannah gave Sheila a run for her money and took her spot. I fuck with Savannah so heavy because she was just so real. And um, she was, like, one of those people that I felt like I was talking to my friend. my A friend that was, like, who went to med school for, like, this shit. But, um, and... I need to tell a story because I'm not going to go because this me with Savannah like that was some real shit. I needed to get better and she helped me get better. So like there's not really funny stories like she didn't really tell me shit but she did at the end because one thing Savannah's no longer my therapist. I'm on to the next. I just signed up with a new therapist today. Hopefully I like her. Um, We shall see. I will update y'all. Um. Because it's, like, no longer a Kaiser doctor. It's I have to go to, like, an outpatient, like, an outsourced therapist, which I'm, like, kind of nervous about, but kind of, like, excited because I think it'll be different. But um, Savannah, she's moving on. I don't know where she's going because she couldn't tell me, and I was, like, sad. And she told me if she could, she would take me with me, her, and I was, like, yeah, you should. Um, but basically, she told me, she was, like, yeah, girl, this relationship we have like this has been great like you've been great and i can't wait to see like 
or like hear about or like hope for you to get better and i was like thank you bitch like the fuck like damn and i told her she was my favorite and she was like wow that means a lot to me and i was like yeah girl but one thing savannah told me she told me that i should probably start group or like an outpatient program and i'm like oh hell no baby i don't want to do that shit please and she was like why are you so against group and i was like you know what i literally hate group because i hate the fact that these people can speak so freely and i can't and I'm, like, jealous of it. Like, I'm, I hate to be around it because I'm so mad that they can and I can't. Like, I can't, quote, unquote, okay? Like, I don't let myself. So I was just like, damn, Eleanor, like, maybe you should start group again. Because I remember when I was 17 and I had that experience, like, like, having those girls around me, even though, like, I, like, didn't understand how, how they felt, but I kind of felt their anger, though. Like, it made me feel less alone. So I was like, maybe I'll do it as an adult. That's still on the back burner. Don't know if I will. Probably not, just because I hate it so much. But maybe I will just to further my story. Maybe just to just take a dip in the pool. Maybe I'll try, because I've never been to like an outpatient thing like as an adult adult. So I feel like it'd be interesting. So maybe I'll do it. But um, she like passed me along to a new provider. But no, really, like I got to choose my provider, which is like so crazy because I you don't like for through Kaiser, like kind of just assign you somebody and you kind of like you can complain if you don't like them and maybe they'll change. But usually it won't. So but this time I got to choose somebody. So like I'll let you know how it goes. But um, one thing I always like thought was funny about Kaiser is like they always made me do like an intake questionnaire. It was like your wellness check. Um, it would always happen the day before the appointment. And I've done these a million times. I know them like the back of my hand um they always ask like oh like how have you been like they talk about your mood if you ever wanted to hurt yourself if you ever wanted to hurt somebody else so basically i had a really shit 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 week one week and the question comes up of like oh do you ever think about wanting to hurt yourself and i go sometimes and the next question, I don't know why I completely forget that I already answered the fucking question. That, like, if I ever wanted to hurt myself. I think it shows up again in the questionnaire. But in actuality, the question is, do you ever think about hurting others? But for some reason, my dyslexic-ass, stupid-ass self read it. Do you ever think about wanting to hurt yourself? So I said, yeah, sometimes. So I put that. And y'all... That night, I did the questionnaire probably at 11 o'clock at night. The next morning, I wake up and thank God we were working from home. I get a call from Kaiser and they're like, hey, is this Eleanor? And I'm like, yeah, it is. Hey. They're like, hey, like we got your score from your test yesterday. And like there was some like you were like in the red zone and I was like, why? Like, why? Are you, what are you talking about? They're like, can we talk about like why you answered like why you want to hurt other people? And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, when did I say that? I don't I don't remember ever saying that. And they're like, no, you marked it as sometimes you think about hurting people. And I was like, oh, my God, this has to be a mistake. Like. I know, like, the only person I'm trying to hurt is me. Like, this is a mistake. Like, oh, my God, you guys. Like, I did not mean that. Like, I swear. She was like, okay, like, you know, like, we just have to call to make sure, like, you're okay. You don't really think about acting on it. I'm like, no, like, I don't want to hurt anybody. And she was like, okay, like, yeah, just checking. Like, I'll just change that. And, like, so sorry. Have a great rest of your day. And I'm like, yeah, of course. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I go to my close friends and I make a story about it. An hour later, someone else calls. 
And she's like, hi, is this Eleanor? And I'm like, yeah, this is Eleanor. And she's like, hi, do you have any serious thoughts of hurting somebody? And if so, who? And I'm like, huh? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to hurt anybody. She's like, you responded on your wellness check that you sometimes think about hurting people. And I'm like, no, that was a mistake. Someone already called me asking me the same question she was like oh okay but i was like girl why did you firstly assume that yes that was true and why did you ask me who did i want to hurt because i already i would like allegedly if i really felt that way you would just know how to lie like why would you admit to wanting to hurt somebody like what but like i was like no girl like the only somebody i wanted to hurt was me like i misread it like please forgive me and she was like, yeah, of course, like, my bad, like, I'm sorry. And she, like, double-checked, like, you don't want to hurt anybody, right? And I'm like, no, I don't want to hurt anybody. She's like, okay, bye. I was like, bye. And then I had my session with Savannah, and she was like, hey, so I got a call this morning. And I was like, oh, about that I wanted to hurt somebody. She was like, yeah, but I told them, like, it was very, there has to be a mistake because very not likely, very not likely for you to answer that way. And I'm like, yeah, girl, like, I don't know why. That shit happened to me, but it did. And, but Miss Savannah knew. Miss Savannah knew that I, I could have never done that. I could have never done that. I could have never answered those questions like that. I could, I never would have wanted to hurt nobody if it wasn't named. And if it wasn't a girl named Eleanor Cassandra Pellabrica, I would never hurt her. I would never hurt anybody. But if there were Eleanor Cassandra Pellabrica, maybe. But I don't know. Anyways, anyways, anyways. But like, you know, like. That was like my last bits of therapy. We're on to the next step, the new therapist. I don't know how that will go, but I will certainly report back. But um, but yeah, like that's been my journey with therapy. I think therapy is such a strange thing that no one takes up. But I understand if you don't have the time nor the resources or the money to go to therapy, I totally understand. Or if you just had like really bad experiences with therapists in the past, like I'm really sorry. I, I know they fucking suck. I've seen it. I've been through it. It fucking sucks. And it's like, but like once you get a good one, like, oh, it's so worth it. Like y'all, like I will wreck, I, I give everybody therapy. Like, oh, like I feel like if everyone went to therapy, the world would be such a better place. Because once you, like, understand your emotions, you truly grow to understand yourself. Like, it's insane. Like, oh, y'all, like, the character development in my life has been amazing. And um, I just really want to make this episode to just, like, destigmatize it. Not like I'm a celebrity or whatever and I have a really great impact, but, like, talking about therapy, like, or talking about your just mental health or, like, shit that you go through... Like, I don't think it should just be a conversation that only happens in your head and between your therapists. Like, if you have really great friends who understand you and, like, tell you, like, they would love to hear about this stuff or, like, have these conversations, like, have them. Because I love talking to my friends about our therapy. Like, all my friends go to therapy and we all talk about, like, oh, how was your appointment? Was it good? Like, we don't share everything, but we talk about it because it, like, makes us feel less alone. Like having to go see a therapist every week doesn't make you any less than doesn't make you make you seem like oh you can't handle your shit no you can handle your shit and that's why you're going to speak freely with somebody because you know you can but you just need somebody else to like chime in every now and then like no like i enjoy my therapy it's my me time to sit there and rant and i can speak freely i talk my shit and i cuss so I want everyone else to enjoy their time in therapy, okay? And go to group. 
I, re I really want to know anybody else who's gone to group therapy. I don't know anybody who's gone. So if you have, let me know so we can talk about it. Because I wonder like how that went for you. Because I haven't really gone since I was a kid. And I really want to go back. Like, oh, just for the shits and giggles. Um, but yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope I made you laugh. I hope something I said resonated with you. Or maybe you learned something. I don't know what you have learned. Um, I have really excited, really, really excited for the rest of this season. We're on episode six. So we probably have four episodes left until the season is over. But it's going to be good. I have a really, I have a really, I have really, really, really good ideas. I don't know what the fuck I was trying to say and I couldn't say it. I have really good ideas coming up um on the back burner i got some guests lined up and i'm finally gonna buy a mic i found a mic and i feel really blessed and love that my friends love me so much they send me rex um if you know anybody who wants to make beats or can make really good beats i'll pay i want a new intro and outro just to send us off into a new chapter because i feel like next season that shit about to be money like that is about to be so good like you have no idea and i'm so excited to take y'all along on this journey um i appreciate you forever and always okay enjoy this enjoy oh my god the playlist let me talk about the playlist before i leave i forgot okay y'all i'm trying to figure out the format of these episodes but like the playlist go listen to that ish it's probably live by now or it's gonna be live in like 24 hours but go listen to that the playlist is supposed to be like angry and sad but also hopeful um it's like teen angst i don't know but i hope you enjoyed the playlist link is in my ig bio unreliable narrator.co on instagram unreliable narrator.co anyways yeah, I'll catch y'all on the flip side. Have a beautiful week. Until then, my name is Eleanor. Goodbye. Psych. Actually, the episode is not done because something just happened, aka like 20 minutes ago, something happened. So basically what happened is, you know how I said I'm like, oh yeah, I'm getting a new therapist, all of this, that, and that. Y'all, tell me why 20 minutes after we recorded i'm so excited i'm like this episode about to be good it's almost like an hour long like love to see it i get an email from my therapy provider being like hey like the person you chose can no longer take you so please go back to the portal and pick a new therapist and i'm like huh i go down the email thread and there's a message that the therapist sent to like the robot or like the person who told them that like oh this is your new patient and they were like yeah like this patient out of my scope i can't i can't take this patient it their bio and like what they want from me it's too much mind you y'all i literally looked at this therapist and what they can give me and everything that i have and what treatment i need matches up with what they can do so i'm like bitch the fuck are you talking about out of your scope this is literally like you have to list like what you're able like what kind of therapy you're able to give and like to uh what kind of patients and i'm like ma'am i fall under all the shit that you can provide me why did you say no to me but then you go back to the message and she's like yeah this patient's issues 
I can't handle. So, yeah. Um, my therapist basically told me, no, I don't want you. I want to help people, but just not you. So that was hurtful. Very hurtful. And I love how I told y'all, like, oh, my God. Like, once you find the right therapist, it's so good. And now, like, not going to lie, that shit discouraged the fuck out of me. Now I don't even want to try again, but I'm going to have to because I know that's what Savannah would want. And I really do need to keep going in order to get better. But I just need to tell you that because... Was I hurt? Yeah, I was. Because, like, why the fuck did I have to see my, the therapist being like, yeah, I don't want her? Like, why did I have to see that? You sh- y'all should have took me off the email. Why did I have to see this? Like, ugh, now I'm like, well, nobody ever wants me. Like, this is so fucking hurtful. I'm too, like, broken and beyond, like, repair. Like, no one wants me, not even this fucking therapist. But I just know, like, she just can't handle a good story. Like, she doesn't want to hear my trauma. This shit is fucking good. Like, the trauma is not good, but the storytelling immaculate. Like, when I tell you, my therapists are so lucky. I know I, like, leave an impression on them because I really, the way I talk to y'all is how I talk to my therapist. I talk to them like they're my friends. I be cussing. I be, like, chopping it up. I be telling them who I hate, who I love. Um, You know? Like, that's just how I am. So this woman is missing out. This woman is actually missing out. And thank you for this little snippet I had to put in. Like, oh, my God, y'all. I'm so pressed. But it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm going to find a new therapist and I'll update y'all update y'all about that but don't be discouraged because i'm not discouraged i will find a new person but that shit could, that shit was kind of ass and like that's crazy because i was talking about this whole this whole hour i was like you know what once you find the right person it's great like therapy is good like go do that and this therapist was like oh not your problems girl i will help everyone but you yeah as you can see i'm still hurt um anyways i hope y'all have a beautiful freaking week And I will catch you very, very soon. This is my official goodbye for now. Hopefully nothing bad else, like nothing bad happens. And I don't have to come back on here and like be like, psych. It's actually not done. No, like, no, it isn't done. It's done this time for sure, for sure. All right, let me shut up. All right. Bye.